1: And the same thing is true with Facebook ads, with Google ads, with YouTube, with quiz funnels, with really any tactic or technique. It's all about the execution.
0: You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. All right, we are here with Ryan Levesque. In today's conversation, we're going to be talking about the Ask Method. So maybe after the break here, we can get into some specific examples of individual businesses, whether it's e-com. I'd love to hear your e-com examples because that's one of the ones I've always been fascinated with, with your method, but then also digital services, you name it. And uh, would love to get to that after the break here. So we'll be back in just a moment. Stick around. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wilders and the authors of Reputation King, my buddies Scott Brandley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. All right. Welcome back to the perpetual traffic podcast. We are here with Ryan Levesque and we're going to get into some do's and don'ts when it comes to uh, quiz funnels and some of the things that he's seen along the way, ways to do it, ways to not do it. Then also let's talk about like how we can use some of the newer technologies from a traffic perspective to really throw some gasoline on these fires and really blow up businesses. So in a good way, blowing up in a good thing. Yeah. That's, yeah not blowing up like going out of business blowing up growing scaling so maybe give us some examples of ones that haven't worked at first what the problem was and then how you guys kind of resolved it because i've certainly seen plenty of these funnels that have worked but just as many that haven't and i think you gave away sort of the key is delivering some kind of small win which goes back to you know The whole idea of like a lead magnet, give them something that's an easy win. And then the next step is, oh, by the way,
1: to get more help, go here. So maybe take us through maybe a few examples here of do's and don'ts. Yeah, no, exactly. You know, one of the things that bothers me the most is when you see one of those fake quizzes, and we've all seen them before, right? Like you answer a couple questions and you realize like the whole thing is just a bunch of BS. Everyone gets served the exact same result. Everyone gets served the same answer. And it's just smoke and mirrors. It's just shady marketers Jumping on something that they think is going to be a a quick corner cutting strategy that's going to give them better results. But the reality is, you hurt your brand when you do that. And so, what you really need to do is actually offer value. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to sell a different product to people based on what bucket they land into. We have what we call pure customization, which is where you're putting people into say five different buckets and you're selling them five different products based on which one they land into. But you can also have what we call perceived customization, which is where you're offering value, you're giving people their result, but if it truly is the same product that you might recommend to someone, whether they're in situation A or situation B, you can have one product that you might sell. Some of the most successful quizzes do that very thing. You're talking about that product in a different way. Like for example, in our orchid business, when we had a a quiz driving people to our book, we were asking people what their biggest mistake that they were making was in their journey to orchid care. And when we identified a mistake that they're making in the quiz, we would direct them to a different chapter of the book. Hey, you're really going to appreciate chapter seven, where we talk about repotting and some of the biggest mistakes that people make when it comes to repotting your plants. For someone who's having problems with reblooming, we talk about the reblooming chapter. Now, we're recommending the same product to everybody, we're just talking about different features and benefits based on a person's situation. So, I don't want anybody to think that you need to have five different products in order to take advantage of this. You can have a single product but you're thinking about the different features and benefits, the different ways in which your product might be used for a person in XYZ situation versus in a different situation. So let's talk about a few examples right here. So I'll talk about a uh, a few different types of examples. We'll take a physical product, an e-commerce example. We'll talk a little bit about a service business, coaching, consulting. We'll talk about a digital sort of product business, course, software, that sort of thing, just to kind of give you a range of what's possible in terms of price points, niches, industries. So a, a great example for a e-commerce quiz funnel would be in the skincare space. So years ago, worked with a big brand that all of us would know the name of this brand um, in the skincare space who had a suite of skincare products. And we created a skin type quiz. Take the quiz to find out your skin type. Everyone has slightly different skin, different sort of level, you know, oil, oily versus dry, scaly, different problems that we tend to have. And based on your unique skin type, we can recommend the best skincare product for you. So that's an example of a physical product that a a quiz funnel can be very helpful to help someone identify what skin product they might need for their body. That's a low ticket e-commerce product under $50 as an example right there. We'll talk a little bit about uh, perhaps a a digital product. And so there are many that come to mind right here. I'll give you an example in the tennis space. Years ago, I worked with a, a brand helping people improve their tennis And we would identify in a whole bunch of different areas of their tennis sort of skill what their biggest mistake is that they're making. So we created, first and foremost, a serve killer quiz. Take this quiz to find out what mistake you're making in your serve and how to fix it. So we ask people a series of questions to just like a doctor, diagnose their situation, prescribe the best next step. And so what we would do at the end of this quiz is we would give them a tip or a tactic that they can use to improve their serve, but then identify the fact that if you really want to solve the underlying problem that is at the root cause of this issue, let's talk a little bit about our cure. Again, Band-Aid cure. And I'll give you a third example, which is a sort of high-level, high-ticket coaching consulting sort of appointment-generating quiz. This one is in the publishing space. Again, a student client of ours years created a quiz for helping people who are looking to publish their book identify what publishing path is right for you. So if you're an author or an aspiring author and you're looking to publish your book, there's so many choices. Do you go the traditional route? Do you go to a vanity press? Do you self-publish? Should you do an ebook? Do you go for Wall Street Journal? Do you go for New York Times? What publishing path is right for you? Take this quiz to find out now. That quiz leads to an appointment that the person is invited to set up to actually get on the phone to talk about the results of the quiz. And we see people who are in all sorts of spaces from financial services. Take this quiz. Are you really ready for retirement? Take this quiz to find out now. Offer some value. And then the next step is, look, there's only so much that we can know about you from taking a quiz like this. We'd love to invite you to set up a complimentary call where we can talk about your quiz results over the phone and talk a little bit about what a plan of action might be for you. So anybody who's in that Business of getting high ticket, high level, high value clients, a quiz to an appointment is an incredibly powerful solution. Anyone who sells on a leveraged way, a quiz to a webinar, a quiz to a workshop is an incredibly powerful solution. And for anybody who has an e-commerce store, an incredibly powerful solution is a quiz straight to your product page to recommend the right product for you. So those are just a few examples. I mean, we could I have literally thousands of examples even loaded up in my mental RAM here that we could talk about from, you know, the book publishing industry to sports, to therapists, to public speakers, to the art market. I mean, we could go on and on. But the point is, if you sell either A, more than one product, Or B, if the product that you sell or the service that you sell can help different people in different situations, this is a strategy you should be using.
0: I love the the Band-Aid cure analogy. And I think that's where people go wrong. Like I can't tell you, I've been doing this for a long time, and obviously you've been doing it for a long time, is how many people say, oh, if that doesn't work, we'll just do a quiz phone. It's like it's always like this. Yeah, we'll just do a quiz funnel. Just wave the hand. Like it's just you throw it in there and it's a magic solution. Well, maybe your product is actually really sucky. Like maybe that's the problem. I mean, it can't necessarily be solved with every individual product. But I do think there's there's a lot that people can learn here from maybe one of those funnels. And I know that tennis example. It's what's a great one. But like one that didn't work and. Why it didn't work and what you guys did to reverse engineer it. Because you're going to get people that are going to listen to this show and be like, oh, well, zero party data. That's brilliant. That's great. I'm going to go do this on my own. I don't need any of that software. I'm going to just figure it out on my own. And then it doesn't work. Like, where does it typically go wrong? And maybe just a specific example of one like, that's where it was. You were going for the cure. You didn't do the band aid or whatever the problem is that you typically will see. I think it would be very instructive.
1: Yeah. So as I kind of think about one that started out not working and then shifted to work, a few things that I'll just uh, react to just in response to that question right there. Like everything in life, it's not about the thing. It's about the execution of the thing, right? A podcast works when you have an awesome podcast. You guys have an awesome podcast. It's the reason why it's as successful as it is, right? But you could create a podcast and not, you know, follow best practices and and do all the things and it could fail and you could walk away with the conclusion that podcasts don't work. And the same thing is true with Facebook ads, with Google ads, with YouTube, with quiz funnels, with really any tactic or technique. It's all about the execution. And so there are cases of people who have come to us who have mis-executed the process We've invested not 10,000 hours, probably 30, 40, 50,000 hours in this craft, in this process. Our software platform, we have access to over 200 million data points every single year. We've had 12,000 quiz funnels built in our technology. So we have a tremendous amount of data to know what works, what doesn't work. So I'll give you um, a few examples uh, that come to mind of mistakes that people make and what we've seen that works otherwise. So first thing is number of questions. Okay. You think like number of questions, what's the optimal number? Well, we found from our data that the sweet spot is between five and 12 questions. Why is that? I don't know. My hypothesis is, and this is something that's true for every single one of the most successful quiz funnels on our platform. They're all between five and 12. My hypothesis is just like a doctor, you've got to ask for enough information that your diagnosis is believable. If you just ask someone three questions and say three questions and I can recommend the right thing for you, it's sort of like, you don't even know me, man. Like how could this information versus if you ask 20, 30, 40 questions, you've got to remember that this is a marketing quiz and someone is most likely taking it right there on their phone. And so they don't have time to answer 20, 30 questions. So I can think about an example of a therapist who had a quiz and she came to us and her argument was, I can't accurately diagnose someone unless I ask these 30 questions and we challenged that. And we said, well, imagine for a moment, this is a good paradigm that I think is really helpful. Imagine for a moment that you are in an elevator with someone and you've got 30 floors that you're going to the elevator and you only have that time before the elevator door opens, you need to exit and you need to ask the right questions to that person in that very limited amount of time to be able to accurately diagnose that person. Which questions would you ask? Well, all of a sudden this quiz that wasn't working that had 30 questions was able to be cut down to seven questions and started generating massive amounts of leads for just this therapist who was struggling to generate traffic online. I'll give you another uh, reason why quizzes fail, the wrong hook, the wrong big idea. We found that there are only three types of hooks that work for a quiz funnel. We call them type, killer, score. Type is where you're putting people into one of several buckets based on their unique situation. So we gave an example, what's your skincare type? Take the quiz to find out now. The next type of quiz, killer is where you're helping people identify the biggest mistake they're making in that area of their life, holding them back from achieving the result that your product or service delivers. So for example, what's your number one swing killer in the golf market? What mistake are you making in your golf swing that's preventing you from hitting with distance, accuracy, and consistency? Take this quiz to find out now. That's the killer quiz. And then the third and final quiz, and Ralph, this'll be interesting to you, the example I'll share here is a score quiz. A score quiz is where you're helping people identify where they are on a spectrum of success, on a journey of success, to help identify where they are relative to either A, where they should be, or B, where they are versus their peers, versus their competition. So an example is a digital marketing agency that came to us, wanted some help with the quiz funnel. We helped build a quiz called the digital readiness score quiz. How digitally ready is your business to go from offline to online? Take this quiz to find out now. And we gave people a score based on a number of questions to identify where they're at. And that score determined what they should do next. Because just like in business, right? If you're just getting started, there are certain things that you need to do fundamentally before you focus on other stuff. Like, for example, if you don't have money coming through the door, it doesn't matter what color your logo is. That's irrelevant. That's not a problem you should be focused on right now. So, knowing where you are in this journey of success, you can help identify the best next step for you. So, type killer score. And if you're coloring outside the lines and trying something crazy and weird, I'm going to tell you right now, focus on following the instructions at least once. Before we jumped on, we're all talking about Lego. I'm a huge Lego fan. I know Cossum has some objections to where Lego has headed. But when I was growing up, we didn't have a whole lot of money. I grew up blue collar. But every year for my birthday, my parents would get me a Lego set. It was like my big gift. And I always knew it was the last gift. And, and my parents, my mom had one rule with Lego. She said, Ryan, you can build whatever you want but you've got to follow the instructions at least once. You gotta build the set at least once, then you can break it apart and build whatever you want. And I've taken that lesson to really internalize it and really mean emulate before you innovate. So when you have someone who has invested a decade plus of their life, built a company around something, built a technology around something, chances are they've tested a lot of what you might be considering. Follow the instructions once, To the letter get some baseline results and then innovate of course you you might be able to do better you might have better ideas but follow the instructions at least once so you have a baseline and then you can color outside the lines and i've embodied this in virtually every area of my life i find a mentor in an area of my life that i want to improve in i follow their method i follow their plan i follow their approach before i start saying oh i can do better than that so those are a few of the mistakes that i've seen people make along the way Around like you said, having a fake quiz, asking the wrong number of questions, having the wrong type of hook, and really having the wrong type of mindset and approach to the problem in the first place so example wise, I think the
0: therapist is a good one. Did you start off with the was it thirty questions and then went down to the seven or? Like, I, I guess I'm looking for an example of, because I've seen a lot of funnels that just for whatever reason don't work and then we try and re- reverse engineer them for whatever reason. And then they either work or they don't. But I'm like, what is the thread there? And I, I get like the areas of the mistakes, but like, they do you have an example of one where y- you all thought, like, we as marketers, we're like, we write a sales page. Like, this is going to be the best sales page ever. And then it's the crappy one that you spent like, you know, five minutes on as opposed to the five hour one that ends up converting. So we don't really know anything as marketers until we actually test it in the wild. So you guys have obviously done this many, many times. Like, maybe an example of one where like they made this mistake and then we came in and we changed it. Yeah,
1: you know, so one that comes to mind is a uh, company called Snack Nation. So Snack Nation, it's a it's an Inc. Uh, 500 company. I think at one point they were number 24 on the Inc. 500 list of the fastest growing companies in America. And really, what they do is they provide a curated box of snacks sent to your door based on a series of, of questions. And they came up with uh, this quiz idea that was something creative. It was like, what is your snacking type? And you know, just it was some sort of uh, idea. And I don't even recall the specifics of, of the idea. But really, it was really designed to be a fun and engaging quiz, but not a practical quiz. And this is a common mistake that I see people make, they think they need to come up with something that's so weird and out there and creative to kind of get people's attention. So like what they, Harry s- Potter type you are, yeah, or whatever. Exa- yeah, exactly. something yeah, okay, gotcha. like, for example, like, it might be like, what is your your marketing type, you know, as a, as a, as a marketer, you know, are you more like Harry Potter? Are you more like uh, Luke Skywalker? Are You more like, you know, Frodo take this quiz to find out now. And it's like, what? the heck are you even talking about? <laughs> you know, it's like, but you but, still see those all over the place. Though. You missed the boat. You've lost the plots, right? Now, what we're talking about here, even though we're calling it a quiz, it's a diagnostic. It's an assessment. So we shifted our attention to just creating something very practical, which is we have a whole bunch of different snacks here. Take this quiz to find out what snack package is right for you based on things like your taste, what's important to you from a health perspective any allergens that you might have in your office, we'll recommend the best package for you based on your situation. I mean, it's not any more sort of complicated than that. Now, when we shifted to that approach and we did a split test side by side, we did a a split test for 90 days and we found a couple things. Number one, the second version that I just described to you performed three times better than the first version across almost every metric. So in other words, we had 3x the conversion rate on the front end. We had 3x the conversion rate on the back end. And not only that, one of the biggest things is that we were able to shrink the sales cycle. So the amount of time it takes, and by the way, this business is a quiz to a SDR phone call and then closing the sale on the phone. We were able to shrink the sales cycle from about 14, 15 days down to seven days. Why were we able to do that? Because we're able to answer so much of the questions that people have, so many of the questions people have when they get on the phone, in the quiz itself. So in the financial services space, we call this having the first appointment. We're getting all that pre-qualification information. You're doing that in the quiz itself. And that's another great function of the quiz is you can use it as a tool to pre-qualify and disqualify people. Let's say, for example, you are a a real estate professional. So we have real estate professionals who use this approach. Is now the right time to sell your home? Take this quiz to find out now. Ask a series of questions and based on that information, decide either A, get on the phone with this prospect right away because they're ready to sell. They're ready to move. They've done the steps. They've done the research on the different mortgage options out there. They've done the research on their timeline and when they actually want to sell. So that's a person that you might want to get on the phone with right away. They're a hot lead. Maybe there's another type of person who's maybe a warm lead. maybe you don't get on the phone with them right away, but you invite them to book a call with you. And then maybe there's a third type of person that really isn't ready to make a move right now. You just add them to your nurture list. So if you're in the business of pre-qualifying leads, you can use this to Ryan uh, Dice and I had this conversation once where we call it real-time lead scoring. You're doing real-time lead scoring before you actually invite someone to take that next step. So you can send them to the best possible place based on how hot of a lead they are. Yet another way you can leverage this process. Hey, PT listeners, when's the last time your business
0: published on its blog? If the answer is that's way too long for me to remember... I want you to listen up because our friends at BKA Content have a news service where they'll deliver fresh blogs to your inbox and all you have to do is just post them on your site. Now, these articles are all originally written just for your business. They're not generic articles that are just copy and pasted or thrown into some AI software or written by a VA. No, these are professional writers who are going to sit down and write articles just for your business. We've used them in the past, and they're absolutely fabulous. Now, if you want an extra reason to go try them yourself, BKA is giving PT listeners half off their first month. Just go to bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual to get started. That's bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual. Tremendous. The marketer that might be listening to this saying, well, this sounds all great, but I just want, I, I want to get cheap leads. I mean, in most cases, like in the case of Snack Nation, which is, which is a great one because you went from this fluffy kind of, you know, oh, this is cute. Like as soon as you go cute in marketing, I found like just nothing converts. Like it's just like brilliant, uh, you know, oh yeah, you're smart. You thought of that, but you're not selling anything kind of thing. Like it's, it's really, it's about taking a step back and sort of thinking about, okay, Like I'm really actually trying to help people make the right choice. And it's like, it's that ethical question as opposed to, I just need to sell more of my crap. Like I'm actually really trying to, maybe I am paying more per lead, but that customer, because of this sorting process, because of the funnel itself, it's actually creating much more value long-term. You're creating relationships with people that are going to be lasting you know, not only is your average order value hopefully going to be higher, but it's your long-term value. It's your goodwill. It's all those sorts of things. But like that ethical question of like, when you think about, should I do this instead of that? Ah, let's just throw a quiz funnel at it. Well, really? Like, are you trying to do the right thing here? I, I don't want to get like all, you know, ethical, but it is, it is true. Like, that's the question. And I think, you know, the snack nation one is a good one because it's like, that was the wrong direction, but here's the right direction
1: because now we're actually really helping people make the right choice. Well, the beautiful thing is this, one, this is one of these rare cases where you can truly have your cake and eat it too. And we, what I mean by that, you brought up the idea of cheap leads. Quiz Funnel can give you cheaper leads and higher sales conversion. And I'll explain why that is true. The reason for cheaper leads, you can often get your leads at anywhere from one-third to one-tenth the cost. And so what that means is, let's say you're paying $2.50 a lead right now. It's not unheard of to have leads that cost you less than a dollar on the back of that. Now, why is that true? There's a couple things at play here. Number one, you're tapping into the power of micro-commitments. And what that means is instead of asking for someone's name and email first step out of the gate, you're just asking them to answer a series of multiple choice, non-threatening questions that kind of create action taking momentum. So what you'll find is that where people might drop off when you say, Hey, by the way, what's your email address right out of the gate? They're willing to answer a few simple questions. It creates action taking momentum. So you can oftentimes see people answer that first question, 90%, 95%. 98% and they're moving along. They're taking those little baby steps. So that's the first thing that's at play. Second thing that's at play is that you're tapping into the power of self-discovery. It doesn't matter what you sell, what market you're in. Your market's favorite subject, your prospect's favorite subject is me, myself, and I. Tell me more about me. So when your promise is discover your type, find out which one is right for you, you're tapping into that power of self-discovery. And number three, a well-designed quiz is something that becomes very shareable. So when someone takes the quiz and they say, oh, this was really valuable, what do they do? They share it with their friends. They say, hey, have you taken this quiz yet? And what is that? That's free traffic. So net-net, that drives your cost per lead down. And then there's one final thing at play, which is the level of engagement your advertising gets on the paid platforms. So Facebook, what is Facebook's mission in life? Facebook's mission in life is to keep you on Facebook. And when you have a post, whether it's an organic social post or a paid post on a platform like Facebook, and you have people liking it, commenting on it, sharing it with their friends. Have you taken the quiz yet? Take this quiz now. People commenting hundreds at a time, sharing the results. What was your result? My result was OBPF. What was your result? PBTB. That's really interesting. Have you taken it? You get all that engagement, what happens is Facebook drives down your CPM, drives down your cost to advertise, you have all these factors at play that drive your cost per lead way down. Now, it's not just about cheap leads, we all know that, because sometimes the cheapest leads are the poorest converting leads. Well, the other side of the equation is after someone takes your quiz, you now have this information so you can customize the copy, customize the messaging, customize the case study that you put in front of someone to match up and be perfectly aligned with the person who just take the quiz took the quiz you can oftentimes double or triple your sales conversion rate on the back end so not only do you get cheaper leads you get higher conversion and then the last thing is you can feel really good about this you brought up the ethics of this approach you can feel really good about this strategy when your head hits a pillow at night and you're asking yourself am i you know adding some net positive to the world or am i taking away from the world This allows you to better sell and better serve. Yes, you're going to make more money for all the reasons that we just talked about, but you're ultimately better serving your market. Instead of jamming down your products down people's throats, you're saying, time out a second. I'm not sure if I can help you, but if you take a moment to tell me a little bit about your situation, I can recommend the best next step for you. That is ultimately better serving your market. So even when people don't buy from you, a well-designed quiz funnel will leave people in a better place and they will in turn net-net recommend your business. They might say, this is not right for me, but I know this guy who is a perfect fit. You're pouring goodwill into the market by doing this. So for all these reasons, it is a have your cake and eat it too strategy and one that you can feel really good about at the end of the day when your head hits a pillow.
0: Kasim, I can't help but think that obviously this has been a concept that's been around a while but now in the web 3.0 era that we're in right now especially with performance max like this is a traffic multiplier strategy because we've both had a lot of experience at this point with with performance max specifically you know both in our businesses as well as for our customers wouldn't you agree like this is a this is a force multiplier for a performance
1: max world so just out of curiosity, Ryan, how much do you know about Performance Max? You and I have spoken about it. You are much deeper in that world than I am. You are certainly the world-class expert in that space. But it's something that tangentially we've um, talked a little bit about in some of the conversations we've had off the air. But yeah, take it away.
2: Yeah, it, it's the biggest paradigm shift in paid traffic history. And that sounds hyperbolic. In 36 months, what I just said is going to be obvious. But right now, we're way, way, way ahead of the curve. And a lot of people are on Performance Max. And they're doing Which is it- great which is great for us, right? Because it puts us, but I can tell you from an e perspective, for e-com and SaaS specifically, it's unbelievable. The numbers are there as long as you use it correctly. It's, it's just a rocket ship to the moon. For lead gen, all I hear is, oh, the leads suck. Oh, the, you know, a ton of spam leads. And it's because you took this trillion dollar machine learning AI mechanism and said, hey, bring me this. And the this you're asking for is a name and an email. Well, it brought you a ton of this. And what we need to do now is and i'm talking to everybody that's run a performance max campaign and failed raised the bar and what i tell my clients to do is just add more form fields add more qualifiers this the the ask method is way more sophisticated so if you were to if you were to drive performance max to one of these quiz funnels like oh my goodness i just can't imagine this not functioning properly and the fact that you can delineate what is a conversion based off of how they've responded to the quiz i think this is i think this is really cooking with fire so i'm excited to test it
1: Cool. Yeah, I'm excited too, because I think not every business requires that level of scale to be successful. So there are certain businesses that something like Performance Max is going to be absolutely awesome for. But at the same time, even if you have a tiny business and even if you are a financial planner, where if you could get 10 leads a week and one of those converts into a client, this is an incredibly effective and powerful strategy. So yes, if you are a big e-commerce brand that you can sell to millions of people around the world, this is something that you can use. But if you are a solopreneur, if you are a solo expert, if you are a consultant or a coach, you don't need to have tens of thousands or thousands of people to go through this for it to be effective. In fact, just the other day, we had a couple, they are uh, physical trainers, Don and Tom Terwillinger. They launched their quiz. They had 60 people take the quiz. One of those people reached out to them and said, I want whatever it is that you're selling, got on the phone and sold a $10,000 health and fitness package it was the highest amount of money that they'd ever charged for it it was a cold lead that had come in and knew nothing about their business this was days after launching their quiz with 60 people taking it so you don't have to have tens of thousands of people and all that volume to be successful absolutely there's promise and opportunity there but you can be a small business owner launch this and get results very quickly
0: yeah i mean if you, you've been listening to this show and, and been hearing it. Kasim and I talk about Performance Max, and you have any of those niches that Ryan just said in combination with Performance Max, your hair should be on fire right now because this is just an absolute, like we said, it's a force multiplier, even just adding more fields, which is pretty much our solution as well. But I mean, like, this is a level of sophistication that is well above that. And, you know, the idea of actually having your cake and eating it too, I've seen it firsthand. And there's so many businesses out there that either potentially could incorporate this into their front end, or maybe have failed and tried and listened to today's show and now say, oh, now I get it. I was offering the cure and not the Band-Aid, or you know a variety of the different tips and, and um, advice that you gave on today's show, which is hugely helpful for the perpetual traffic listener. So yeah, we're pretty damn excited about this. And obviously, it's it's great to have you here. Finally, coming back. Where can people get in touch with you? I think you got a few things cooking right now, perhaps. Yeah, the
1: timing could not be better, right? I'm so glad we're having this conversation now. And, And the reason for that is once a year, we do a week long workshop on how to create and build one of these conversational quiz ask funnels that we've been talking about. We call it the Quiz Funnel Workshop. And it's, it's normally $100 to attend. It's not a big ticket thing or anything like that. We just, you know, we, 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 we charge an amount of money because we know that when when people pay, people pay attention. But for all the perpetual traffic listeners here, we've set up a special page, a special link, and a coupon code where you can attend this entire workshop for free. And the link is quizfunnel.com forward slash perpetual for perpetual traffic. And the coupon code that you want to use is perpetual. That will take that $100 ticket price down to zero. It'll be 100% free. And uh, Ralph and Kasim have worked uh, behind the scenes to make that available for all uh, the listeners here. So I would be honored to have you as a guest. And this is where we're going to go into a lot more detail. I know it's one thing to sort of hear about this in this format, but if you're like most people, you probably want to see examples, right? Like see what these examples actually look like. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how to come up with the big idea behind your quiz. We're actually going to go through a series of exercises together to figure out your hook for your quiz. We're going to talk about what questions you should ask in your quiz and help you figure out those questions. What offer makes the most sense on the back of your quiz? And really basically soup to nuts, start to finish, how to come up with all the pieces so that you are in a position to have success with this strategy. And again, it's quizfunnel.com perpetual. And the coupon code to use is perpetual to get a free pass to this week long workshop.
0: This is awesome. Yeah, definitely take them up on this offer, guys. I mean, I've I've been through the training at least twice. I believe we used to make this as like a part of our overall training for our agency, which it, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, we should probably do that again.
1: <laughs> Bring it back. I don't know and what we've been all, doing. And I'll tell you what, it's all new for the new Web 3.0 world that we're in. So there are some timeless principles that are always going to remain true. But on a tactical, practical level, how to apply it in today's world has changed even in the last year.
0: Fundamentally, 100%. Yeah, this is great. So Ryan, thank you so much for coming on this week's show. Obviously, we'll leave all links in the show notes over at perpetualtraffic.com for this week's episode. Go back and listen to previous episodes. Obviously, there'll be some links in the show notes here over at perpetualtraffic.com. On behalf of my awesome co-host, Kasim Aslam, until next show, see ya.
2: You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic...